What is going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex podcast, episode 335. I'm your host, Steve V, alongside Lincoln. How you doing, Lincoln? Doing well. Hey, everyone. Happy, happy, happy February. We're in February now. That's exciting. <laughs> we are. It is. It actually really is. I mean, for me, it is. As time is moving on and the healing process for my ankle, it, it is. Joining us, of course, is Cody Maurice Doggett. How are you, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing well. Hi, boys. Happy Black History Month. I, Lincoln just reminded me it was February 1st right now. Well, when yep. it's released, it'll be February 1st. So happy Black History Month, everybody. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Black History Month. Yes. Well, you know, That's we weren't right. going to talk about just yet. And it, it aired in January, but you can probably catch the replay. Did you guys happen to watch the Janet Jackson documentary? I did. I streamed every single minute. I was <laughs> on bated breath. I was addicted. Addicted. <laughs> so I was good. addicted. I had popcorn. <laughs> I had my wine. I was just glued to it. Honestly, people, some people are saying that, you know, you didn't learn a whole lot. But what I really learned, honestly, is from her voice, just hearing the stories and a lot of it, just everything coming from her voice. I think everybody's tried to tell Janet her perspective was enough for me and just all the little I don't know if you guys noticed at the tail end we got a snippet of a brand new track too if you heard it what? Love, I, gotta go back and I watch. love but watch the credits and you get a little sneak peek because I, I was like watching the credits as reading the credits I'm a, uh-huh. you can tell I'm a huge Janet fan and I was like is it this is a new song this has got to be a new song and it was I was really excited oh, that's about it, cool. it sounds oh my good goodness. yeah I'm what'd you guys what'd you think Lincoln okay <laughs> we'll get to you, Cody. What do oh, you think, Lincoln? Um, so, yeah. I love Janet. I always have. And I just really enjoyed spending a couple hours with her. And that's what it felt like to me. I liked the little nuancy stuff that I didn't know. And just watching her for a while and listening to her. I loved it. I loved it. I, I Her and I go back to good times. I remember seeing her on good times. <gasps> having sympathy for her on good times and being like, wow, she's such an actress, you know, given the part that she played. And yeah, I absolutely love I didn't that. know that storyline. I, I, I didn't get to the end of this series of her and I do feel like I missed parts of it, but like, did they talk about poetic justice? Did they get there or no? They did. They okay. Did. I missed they that part. Really good job. But the yeah. assistant, her assistant was had like the poetic justice, justice braids and i was like ah, i can't wait to hear more about that so i have it all on it's on just if people did miss it it is on hulu now i think for the next week oh, before good. they pull it down so you can watch it again on hulu oh. and um i i just started to get really frustrated with the commercials so that's why i was like you know what i'm gonna wait watch yeah. it on hulu and just watch it straight through because when i fast forward mm. i mess it up so but i loved it i thought it was great yeah. I was one of those fans that was watching it live. Of course, I'm home, right? So I was watching it live, <laughs> and though I was watching it with the commercial breaks, which came too far too quickly, but that's right? okay. It was, and it's a lot of repeat yeah. with the commercials. Like there's a a build up yeah. to go to the commercial, and then they repeat it when they come back from the commercial. And yeah, that was that was getting fatiguing for me. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this when it's done. So, but really good. Great. Yeah, Cody, what did you think? 
I loved it. Just for all the reasons that you guys were talking about before, the nostalgia factor. I was dancing the music and the feeling that I got when I first saw Janet Jackson and discovered her music. And it's just infectious. It's so amazing. And I'm just so happy that there are so many fans out there. I was doing the dance to all the songs. And my boyfriend was like, how do you know this? I was like, because, hello, I'm a 90s kid. Janet is one of my icons. An icon, so, yeah. yeah. The only thing I'm going to, uh, you know, I play devil's advocate. They didn't address, like, the rumors that are out there. And I think that that is because it did come from Janet's perspective. So that is one of the things that I was kind of like, Hmm. What you know, rumor? I thought you know, they did about uh, the baby. They addressed the baby. Yeah. What well, they yeah, they addressed the that's baby. Like a image, major so rumor. That is the biggest one. But they didn't. What about what Bobby Brown said in his biopic about them being uh, an item? They didn't address that. Oh well, I didn't even know that. <laughs> and maybe that's not common. Maybe she's like, eh. you know, they only oh, had okay. four hours, and they had to maybe didn't make the the edit. <laughs> okay. All right. And then there was the one about what was the other thing that I thought they were going to address? Oh, about uh, Tina and Renee having an affair. And that's why they broke up as well. Tina Landon, the, oh. the choreographer and, and Renee Elizondo, her ex, her ex-husband. But that seems like that was should have probably debunked in in the mere fact that tina was on featured she was in, in the documentary yeah and but it would have been okay i feel like janet being executive producer would have been like uh no we're not having her on you know if that was really, <laughs> unless you're gonna unless you're gonna talk about that yeah you know okay so i don't know if, yeah that doesn't so you're seem, saying but by, who knows? The, by the fact of tina even just being there was kind of debunked that whole rumor yeah, I feel like Janet probably would have been. Uh, you're you can be on, but you're going to need to talk about that. Like Jermaine Dupree, we didn't. We find oh, out. Oh, yeah. I don't know if this is giving away too much. That there's was a, juicy. We won't too. tell. Away. There's a there's a juicy juicy tidbit that I don't think America really knew about Jermaine Dupree when he was with Janet that is on the documentary. So we won't ruin that because I don't think you've gotten to that part. Lincoln. I have not. Okay, then we won't ruin that. But that to me was some tea that I I didn't know that. So yeah. okay, okay. So you're well, right. They 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 tackled a lot of the rumors. Okay, I take it back. <laughs> well, check it out. It was a lot of fun, and um, yes, and just a little uh, announcement here. We are celebrating our five year anniversary. Two parts, two weeks, beginning next Monday night, live and video, February 7th. You can join Jeremy Ross Lopez and Cody Maurice Doggett and myself for part one. And we're yes. going to be live streaming at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Go to tagspodcast.com for the link to join us live Monday night, a day before the episode launches. And then the following Tuesday, February 15th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, we will be joined by Lincoln, Yay. myself, and Cody, yep, for part two of a five-year anniversary of podcasting. That's Tags Podcast, the original. So join us for that, and you can find all the links on tagspodcast.com. All right, well, let's get into it. Um, before we – this was kind of a big deal. Have you heard of the adult porn star Diego Bar Barros? Barros? Barrios? 
Yeah, Barros is, I think, how you say it. Um, he is a London-based porn star. Diego Barros became the only male adult performer to have over 1 million followers on Twitter. It's the second to achieve the feat following Raheem Shabazz in July of 2021, but Shabazz's account was suspended last November. Um Bados is known primarily for his work on OnlyFans, and he had started the platform in early years, but he let it go for a while and then came back. And in February, he came back in February of 2021. Um, he's also one of become the first male on OnlyFans to earn $1 million in eight months by his OnlyFans oh, with wow. 6,000 followers, um, born in Brazil, living in the UK. Um, kind of a big deal, right? I mean, in terms of, just to give you a little bit of context, guys, uh, there's four drag queens that have more than 1 million followers, only four on Twitter. Pablo Vitar, RuPaul, Gloria Groove, and Trixie Mattel. Trixie what? Mattel crossed the 1 million mark last week. So okay. just what? to show you kind of how, you know, kind of a major feat that is and to keep them too because i think a lot of times you lose a lot or you get suspended so i don't know pretty cool right guys what do you think i've actually followed him for a long time i when i heard the name diego i wasn't sure if it was the same person yeah he's cool he's you know it's sexy and i get it i get why he would have so many followers i don't see i have i don't have an OnlyFans thing or anything like that so i've never Followed that stuff. Contributed yeah. to his one million. Not. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, right? <laughs> How about you? Uh, what do you think of this? Was is that surprising to you? How no, I, he's so high. So I don't find any of that surprising. Raheem Shabazz and Diego Barrios are both. I mean, Raheem's not his. Twitter isn't active anymore, but it just shows that porn is becoming more mainstream, and these. It it just legitimizes sex work so much more. So I'm here for it. I'm happy for him. Good, good job, Diego. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. I might have to follow him. I'm not sure about the OnlyFans thing, but um, but yes, definitely. I'm gonna contribute to one million and one. Um, okay, <laughs> moving on. There's this interesting story the Guardian put out, and it's called "How COVID Killed the One Night Stand and Made Us All a Little Kinkier." Essentially, oh. they're saying there's been a sharp drop off in one one off encounters research. Their research is showing more people are enjoying friends with benefits and getting experimental in bed. I read this whole article, which is quite in depth. I will post this on tagspodcast.com because I think it's a, a well written article about um polling people on it's not that sex is gone a lot of it has come because of the pandemic people have come in they interviewed some people that have adult toy businesses and they interviewed a woman that said she could see in 2020 masturbators were the big big toy that people were buying from them and then it moved into interactive toys like couples toys in 2021 and then it's um and she's seen these different spikes they've Mm -hmm. um talked to people on how why do you think one night stands have gone down because i think people are learning a lot more about what they like in bed and you can't always get that 
necessarily in a one night stand. I can first attest to this story oh. in what well in one night stands I've had a plenty of them okay. and you like know, it. especially you know, I was been reflecting on some of them. I'm writing some short stories, which come a little preview of what's to come. Erotica, gay erotica is what I'm working on right now on some free time. And so I've been reflecting a lot on sex and the sex that I've had. And most of my, most of the best sex I've had has been with the friends with benefits or somebody that I had a chance to kind of develop my BDSM with that mm -hmm. doesn't always happen with a one night stand. Now, mind you, a lot of my one night stands have been late night that I'll meet somebody really attracted the, to them. I've already had three margaritas or more and <laughs> just, and we've talked about this. My you girl, go, just three, you know, <laughs> just, okay. I'm trying to be, I'm airing on the conservative writer side of me right now. Okay. All right. All um, right. But, you know, I'll come home. I think we've talked about it before. Sometimes when you come home like that, it's 4am and you've had so many drinks imbibed that not everything is as rock hard as can be. And you kind of just, you get to it or maybe you don't. And it just doesn't work out so great. I, don't, I, I really am a fan of friends with benefits and exploring my sexuality. So I can understand where the stories kind of come from. Um, Cody, what are your thoughts on this? When you can reflect on when mm -hmm. you've had one night stands versus yeah. say sex and exploring maybe more of your sexuality with with a person. Yeah, I I agree with this, and I uh, I definitely have experienced the fact that COVID has ruined my one night stand ratio because I found my boyfriend during COVID. So definitely went <laughs> early on. Early on, <laughs> it was a sharp decline. Let's just put it that way. Uh, <laughs> so. I've had some very hot one night stands, but they were always in my 20s. I find as I'm getting older and as, you know, as I age and mature and find, just like you said, like I've explored what I like in bed and things that that make me happy and, you know, excite me. Uh, and I think that that doesn't really fulfill me anymore. And it's the connection that really makes me, makes my dick hard now, basically. So I can see how COVID has made people more reflective and really taken them away from the one night stands to the more connected sex that we are seeing right now. Yeah, I don't think one night stands are, are going to go away. I mean, where there's where there's community and people getting together, I think we're always going to have them, and they're great, and they can be a lot of fun. So it's not to poo poo on those. Yeah. Lincoln, what are your thoughts on this story <clears throat> and where there's coming from? And well, I, I what think you hear? for me, I was I wasn't really doing one night stands. I was more going to events where there were groups of people playing, and that became Ooh. less. Obviously, that stopped when Peter and I got together. And then I was like, well, Peter and I can always go do that in the future. And then COVID hit and that kind of backed us up two feet further back. You know what I mean? Like it does. And and I also right. yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot and actually talking to a lot of people about this. A lot of that behavior, I think I just outgrew. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I yeah. used to, right. you know, we spend our our 
youth, like twenties, like I want to be older. I want to experience all these things. And even thirties, like experiences. And then, you know, when I was going to bear week, when it was really prime bear week, like six years ago, before it got too huge, all I wanted was to bring my boyfriend to bear week. And now that I have a boyfriend and we've gone through COVID and I'm in my fifties, I'm like, eh, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't seem so burning to me as as I get older and more yeah. mature. And isn't that the point? Because if I'm still doing things I was doing when I was 20 in my 50s, that would be something I would want to examine. Yeah, it's interesting. And sometimes it takes something traumatic. Sometimes it's just life and just happens. Sometimes it's something like a pandemic that really gets us all thinking, I think, and reflecting. That's certainly been my case, too. Um, I haven't been in a bar in in a couple months now, and I don't miss it right now. Now, will I go back? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. And like you, Lincoln, I didn't even think of that, but I've had a lot of great experiences going to, say, Master Joshua's play parties where – they are strictly all about, he's got all the BDSM stations, if you will, set up. And he's there to kind of facilitate you through them. And I've had so many interesting times at those trying new things in a safe environment. I've also just been to, we were talking, I think, recently, Cody, about mm-hmm. a sex club on Tags Live, The Zone in LA. And oh. I had so really great times there in the maze of i love that place love it yeah especially when you're inside and it's all the trees in the warehouse but you're really you feel like you're outside but you're really inside right you're in this most industrial area when i go to places at that i'm all about the arc the theater and the like architecture and the believability (laughs) yeah and that like which i don't think is really the top priority (laughs) for a lot of people no but (laughs) but the people who put the time and effort into that like I remember when I went to uh, snacks for uh, Easter in Berlin, mm-hmm. I felt like I was on a spaceship. Oh, right! Like there was no question in my mind that I was not on this planet at certain parts of that, and I would and I would get like wasn't in the mood to play anymore, so I would start to look around and I would find little speakers hidden all in different places, so the sound didn't come to you from where you thought it like stuff like that is fascinating to me. Yeah. Speaking you know of what I mean? that, I in Berlin, Bergheim, I think you've been to it, Lincoln before. Yes. And I remember being in there and my friend had to catch a flight. He left at 2 AM and I was like, bye, which I was fine by myself, met a ton of people. There was one area in Bergheim that was kind of like a cave, a mountainous cave. And I remember thinking I was just going through this cavernous tunnel and certain things were happening in there and you could go in there and then you could go roam to the dance floor and then you could climb up a whole four stories of flights, which seemed, and then you were in a little cafe where you could get a smoothie and then you could go down to another ice cream and then you could go down to another dance floor that was maybe a little more you know, homogenized, maybe there's some straights, but it was all everything, everybody just having a great time and kind of rinse and repeat. It was so exploratory and and sensory, if you will, that I just had so much fun. So I think 
Yeah, the one night stand, sometimes the whole idea of bringing somebody back to your place and do I really want to go through that and are they going to stay yeah. the night and am I really in that mode? But sex positive environments that are conducive to that, you kind of already go with the mindset of let's have fun, let's explore. And yeah. hopefully the environment really makes that even that happen. So. Well, part of the reason I you just reminded me of this, which I found this funny when I was trying to date or just hook up and bring people home, like between the paint chip wall, when you walk into the apartment, the two dogs, the Tom of Finland meditation room, the disco ball, it's like, you're not just coming over and leaving. Right. You cannot walk into my apartment without being like, oh, no. Oh, and then he had this there. And oh, it's like, it's a lot of me there. You know what I mean? It's an experience. It's, it's a little, yeah. Yeah. It's like, can I just put a blindfold on you and have you leave? Right. So you don't see my whole life, which is sign, sign it all over my home. That's why. Have them sign <laughs> an NDA. Have them sign an NDA outside, blindfold them, bring <laughs> them in, and then yeah. you're not allowed to right. talk at all. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, this next story um, has kind of your names all over it and maybe mine as a wish list. This guy on Reddit recently um, wrote, he outlined the very reasonable wish list for his next bow or not reasonable wish list, some might add. Um, why, why settle when you can have it all? This guy wrote, he had 10 requirements for his next Mr. Right. On the Ask Gay Bros forum, this is all I want in a guy. Please tell me if it's too much or if I should add anything to the list. Here's some of the things that were on his list, his mm -hmm. wish list. Taller than me, but not so tall that he makes me look short. Done. Makes over six figures, but isn't consumed by the idea of wealth. Is, Good luck. Is <laughs> we're off to a poor start. I know, I right? <laughs> we already shut the first two down. <laughs> no. right. is, is faithful and pretends that I'm his boyfriend. Uh -huh. it, that I'm his first boyfriend. Oh, That I'm his what? first boyfriend. Is super jacked but makes me his priority before hitting the gym or meal prepping his food. That's hilarious. I, yeah, good luck, Jim Widow <laughs> in the making. Keep going. That was actually really funny. We'll we'll break some of these down in a second. Likes all the shows I do, but isn't addicted to TV. Has very high standards for a partner, but not so high that I don't make the cut. Can speak three plus languages so he can tell me he loves me in different ways. Is funny and has my exact sense of humor, but doesn't think our relationship is a joke. Is very career driven, but is even more relationship driven because I'm important. Is super handsome, but doesn't make me look like an old witch. Um, this guy was clearly, you know. Yeah. Putting on, uh, I think, yeah. tongue in cheek. Yeah. I'm sure there's some seriousness to it. You know, the one about the the which one was it is super jacked which makes me his priority before hitting the gym or meal prepping his food i dated a guy that was really into like wanting to compete and was super jacked and he did they didn't put this one on the list and they should have had a big dick like a huge big dick <laughs> that would be on mine but does it make um, me insecure what isn't, what isn't cocky about it get it hey, <laughs> hey. <I don't> <laughs> um so that but he we would get up early and i would get up he would get up and make the coffee and let me s sleep in Aww. but i'm talking about when i would spend the night it would be he's up at like 7 seven thirty, which is way earlier than i do he let me sleep till about seven thirty. he would make the breakfast mind you mm -hmm. which was protein packed 
egg white, omelet, you know, that kind of thing, brown rice. And he would meal prep, but he wasn't into morning sex. So I got none of that. And he would literally, as soon as we were done eating, he'd clean up. He was also a neat freak. And then he'd be off to the gym. So I was done with him. I mean, that was it for the day. <laughs> and I think I could have lived with it, but I would have wished for maybe a little bit more cuddly time, yep. maybe some morning sex thrown in there. But I wasn't mad at the fact that I got coffee in bed and some free and some nice breakfast. So I don't know. <laughs> um, did you guys have a list, though, of things, just a mental list of things? And now that both of you are in, we'll say, long-term relationships, are they, did you have to make some compromises? How did that all work for you, Lincoln, when you think about it, now that you're engaged? Oh, here we go. Here we go. Um, <laughs> well, I do not want a relationship that I feel like I'm the first relationship someone's ever had, because with with relationships comes experience and seasoning and all that. You know seasoning, what I mean? yes, I love that. Yes, we like that. Maturity and lessons and all that. But on, that being said... <laughs> I, I just kind of blindly went into relationships in my late 20s I didn't really get into relationships well a little bit and then the relationship would put up red flags for me in the future mm -hmm. of like yeah. I don't want that anymore right so like bartender nope <laughs> actor nope Hairdresser, nope. Like, but you got to get to a good bartender. I just, I, I just make the cut, nope. Lincoln. Damn. I am not doing that anymore. You know what I mean? Like that. I played that hookers. Nope, not doing escorts anymore. Like, just you go through them. Actor, like, nope. But then you meet someone, it, right? and some of those. So you're, what are you saying? Peter's things. now a bartender, a hooker, and works at a. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Some of those things go to the side when you meet someone, but 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 the reason I say that is I kept trying. I think I've said this on the show before, and anyone who's out there looking for a relationship, um, I kept trying to put my formula on how a relationship works onto people. And then I also sometimes would pick the wrong person. So if I picked the right person, they were great, but my formula didn't work. Mm. And I found like people who went on tour was not the kind of relationship I could have in my formula. Now my formula has changed over the years. Don't get me wrong. And I'm, you know, it evolves and you mature and you find what works for you. But for me, certain things are like, yeah, I'm just not even going to go there. I'm not even going to try and fit that circle into a square. Cause I tried it so many times over and over again. So is what you're saying that is you had to let all that go. And then when you did, Peter appeared yeah. I mean, and I've had prior to Peter, I had some very significant relationships in my life. And just because they didn't last does not mean they didn't work. Mm -hmm. They worked really well for the amount of time I was in, in them. You know what I mean? And then usually the breakup of those almost 100% of the time, I would say, made me the man I am today. And what I know I want from a relationship and what I don't want. Now, that being said, there's always compromise in relationship. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you could say what you want. You could have firm things of, I want this, 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 this. But then you go, eh, is cuddling in the morning really that important? <laughs> right. When I get breakfast every day and we have sex five nights a week. And as you stated, he has a big dick. You kind of let certain things go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, eh, you know, 
I That's hear you. Yeah. He's now married to somebody else, so it did work out for him. <laughs> <laughs> he apparently liked all that. So, and I wish him well, and it's all good. Um, good. Still friendly. Yeah. No. Um, Cody, it's interesting after watching. Not to pull it back to Janet Jackson again, uh-huh. but every the one thing that I forgot to mention is the one thing she hasn't had a lot of luck with. I mean, I guess some for long term relationships yeah. she has, but they haven't always ended great. Yeah, and I think she's still searching, like myself, for love. What have you noticed? Um, did you have a list of things that you were checking off, or and does Joe fill those that list? I wouldn't say that I have a list. I definitely have conditions of satisfaction, which are complete non-negotiables. Kindness that, and they aren't anything that has to do with physical features or anything that is kind of fly by night or not substantial insubstantial in my mind i it has to do with how they are how they they're being more so than what's on the outside so i and that came from really dating people and finding out what type of person i really really like just like lincoln said before so i think that yes joe fits all the criteria joe checks all the boxes as far as what I want in a human being are. So. Don't you also find Cody that it's hard to talk about it once you're in a relationship with someone? I, I find that. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, because now that you're in a relationship, I'm in a relationship, certain things that I might've said six years ago, Go no, out the window now. If, if they don't do this, they're not going to. And now it's like, I don't even remember what those things were. <laughs> right? Because it was a year ago. And I'm like trying to recall. And I feel like I'm talking in a circle. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> the audience feels that way too, Cody. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I do. I'm, But I'm trying to put myself in that space because it was only a year ago that I met him. So I get what you're saying. But. I guess maybe six years down the road, it will feel like that. But right now I I'm able to associate myself with that, that part of my life more readily and more easily. I feel like. And I think to your point though, Lincoln, I think when you meet somebody that you connect with that a lot of those things, they are meeting that your list and maybe it was an unspoken list that you had in your mind. And no, if if you're in love and you're making those compromises, you're not going to go back and think, Oh, remember when I wanted this and this person isn't, you're living in, you're being in the here and now, which Uh, I think is present. If they didn't meet it, I'd be like, Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but after a year or after an engagement, I mean, I mean, clearly, the, you're not gonna or an experience like you left you previous lived relationships. COVID. Yeah, exactly. But right, I feel or like an exp- previous or any experience. Yeah, you know, like something. And this is what I was saying earlier. You grow out of certain behavior, mm-hmm. right? Like dressing up for the eagle. While I know I will still do it, and Peter and I will still do it, and it'll be fun from time to time. Not top priority right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's and I think. Right. When you're sitting, not to make it really morbid or anything, but when you're sitting in a mortuary dealing with a parent that dies, the person who's your rock next to you, they kind of lift out of, but I wanted someone taller. Yeah. Or, you know right, what I mean? Right, like, it's, really surface. It's what, like, 
the fact that both Peter and I are white are a shock to both of us. Trust us. We, 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 we like date our own kind or whatever. Like I went through the whole rainbow, trust me, before I got to where I am now. And we do turn, we both turned to each other and been like, God, that's so weird. And I'm like, yeah, it really is. Cause we just, that wasn't part of the plan. You know I mean, at all. Right, right. Wow. Okay. I mean, I love this. I can definitely see that for myself as well because right before I met Joe, right before I started dating Joe, I was like, you know what? I need to date more people of color because I was like, because I had just come out of a relationship with a beautiful Asian man and he was so sweet and it just didn't work out. But then I was like, that was enjoyable. I want to do that again. And then I met Joe and I'm like, oh, Okay, this white man is checking all the boxes, so I'm gonna have to. You also stick with said it. on a you you also said on a previous show when we were talking about certain things that are what you like and don't like in a person or like physical attributes, and you mm-hmm. said you only like hair, Cody, and Joe like, is not, not hairy. S- <laughs> and I'm His feet wondering <laughs> was the was your Asian ex hairy he or was, I mean I, not. Nope, not that I can remember. He wasn't hairy. Okay, so yeah, I think yeah, you just let I, I go. love. You got to let things go and just go with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me just say though, you let things go until you break up. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he should have not been white, or I knew. Then he you come back out with that hair. list. Yeah. Then then the then list that list is full throttle. The legal <laughs> pad. The legal pad is out, the bottle of wine, the ice cream, yeah, and all the, it all starts again. Exactly. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll put a wish list together now while I'm single and just, you know, maybe a vision board. How's that? Maybe a vision board. Yeah. I, all right. Moving on. There is a, a guy that uh, also another OnlyFans sensation. He recently wrote on, let me just get his name really quick. Scott Wilde is a guy. And he said a couple things in this article that I got, but one of his major things that he said, and I want to hear from you guys on that, a good top needs to know how to bottom is his major statement. And I want to know what you guys think of that. But before we get to that, he's talking about his relationship in this article. And he says, my relationship situation, speaking of changes, has changed dramatically midway through my OnlyFans career, he explained, going from a kind of monogamous but playing with other guys as a couple to fully open and and enjoying sex with multiple partners, both with my boyfriend and apart. He says they've discussed how the relationship might evolve further over time, even considering becoming uh, polyamorous Mm -hmm. later down the line. They wrote polygamous, but I think they read polyamorous <laughs> um but right now i know like i'm Big pretty sure that's a right type. <laughs> yeah i think that's a typo but right now he's very happy with what he has quote we all have the right uh we all have the right to make our own rules and set boundaries to make our relationships work and i hope that hetero heteronormative expectations fade away i i like his perspective on this and i think just speaking to what we were talking about about change and compromises i think we're going to have a guy this wednesday on tags live brian madigan he's uh a guru on he's going to be talking about open relationships Mm -hmm. and he's a life coach on gay men uh this wednesday so join us on tags live for that conversation that should be really good but cody what are your thoughts on just his major statement a good top needs to know how to bottom 
I could not agree more. When you started, when you said that, I giggled a little bit. My Janet Jackson giggle. I'm going to keep bringing her up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Don't let her go, man. <laughs> because just this morning, Joe rolled me over. You bottomed? He, I didn't bottom, but I, I we got really, really close to me bottoming. And I was like, are there no bottoms in this room right now? Are, are we two tops in our relationship? So I, I couldn't agree more. A good top needs to know how to bottom because you're only that much more cognizant of what it takes to be a bottom and the what it what you have to go through in order to bottoms. And I think that that knowledge allows you to be more kind, more pleasing to your bottom when you know that kind of thing. The knowledge, absolutely. Um, I I agree with that too, because I think just you have to know, just I think it's good to be versatile like that. And maybe you're always going to go in one position. One's going to be more bottom than top most of the time. And I think that's great. But I think just to kind of know would be good. What are your thoughts on this, Lincoln? I th- I agree with you. I think it's a good, sure. However, I don't think it's mandatory. No, right. I think that there's a lot of great tops out there that look in the eyes of whoever they're topping and can tell what they're doing right and what they're not doing right for that particular person. So you know, I, I, I think it's not mandatory. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, I, I agree. It's definitely not mandatory. He, This is somebody that they're exploring. He's doing OnlyFans. And he wrote later that he likes to keep this part of it private, what he does with his boyfriend. Of course, he's sharing with us on this article. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that this is when he's, you know, given what he's expressed to us about how they're currently they have discussions all the time it sounds like he's in a healthy relationship that continues to evolve and they'll i like the part about that what he said really about how they check in with each other and it might change to polyamorous down the road this is what's working for them now and it seems like they have ongoing conversations and that seems to be kind of the key to a successful relationship oh yeah i couldn't agree with that more if you yeah people change all the time and if you're not willing to change with the relationship then it's i feel like it's doomed to fail if you are steadfast and staying the same person you have to grow in your relationship so i couldn't agree with them more me too. All right. Now it's time for my favorite segment where we give some advice. Ooh. And seeing that we are now in February when this show comes out, uh, uh, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And Jake wrote in, it's kind of a sweet, simple advice question for us. Jake writes, love the show, but I wanted to know, I wanted to get some advice on when is is the best what. When to go for the first kiss on a date? And I think that's so sweet um, to ask that question. And it's just a simple question. And I mean, I don't know, Cody, do you remember when you went for the first kiss? And when did it happen? Was it on the first date? Or, (laughs) oh, you know, I think sometimes, you know, you know, we're such a show about, you know, gay sexuality. I think sometimes people think that we're always just going to be talking about the pounding. And we are. We want to do that. But but there's so many nuances to it. And we're um, and many of us are going on dates, too. And it can seem like a simple thing but it could be nerve-wracking too especially when you like somebody yeah i so for my 
last first date, which was over a year ago now, I f- he was throwing me signals left and right. We went in pretty quickly, I feel like, for the first kiss. But my general rule of thumb for first kisses are at least before the end of the first date. But if they are signaling to you or you are throwing signals that you would like to to enjoy an, uh, a nice first kiss, then you just go with, when it feels right, basically. But definitely before the end of the date, because if you don't get that first kiss in before the end of the date, then you're just friends at that point. <laughs> you know what? You bring up such good points, Cody. You, those are That's excellent advice. I think I 100% agree with you because I think a lot of times people think, oh, yeah, we, you know, we hook up, gay men, we hook up right away, and that's fine. I mean, I've been on dates where I hooked up and we ended up being boyfriends and it worked out yeah. for a while, and that's great. On the other hand, I can remember one of my last dates last year, I think it was last year, mm-hmm. and the guy asked me out. I, I really thought he was very funny, and we got along. We met on the beach, not in a bar, which is different for me, which is really great. That's and awesome. he made me laugh. Yeah, and we set a date. We went on the date, and I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a date. And we met to go out at a, to have a drink here in New York. And at the end of it, I was like vibing off of him, but not not necessarily like I didn't know where I was with it. Like I could have gone either direction. And at the end of the day, he leaned into me and gave me a big hug. Oh, and I was like, oh, OK, kiss it I was already on the fence with it. <laughs> but yet he kept asking, you too. but he kept asking me out after that. So we went on two other dates. But then I, re- I realized, OK, I just kept like, well, I'm not into it. So I'm making this a friendship thing, but I kind of agree kind of has to happen at the end of the first date. Lincoln, what are your thoughts on this? I don't agree at all. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Jake's okay. getting some I kiss, two-thirds of advice I here. Kiss, I kiss Peter before our first date. Oh, well, that's cheating. Oh. <laughs> because I ran into him. I told this story before. I will make it very brief. But I ran into him while walking the dogs. He walked out of Crunch on 19th Street and... I was like, not hey, outside yeah, of crunch, <laughs> right outside of crunch, and, and uh, exactly. <laughs> well, no, I actually, it's more of a pervert than that than you think. I, <laughs> I said, hey, how have you been? I haven't seen you in a while. How's Cody and like fr- mutual friends? And he's like, good. And I went, why haven't we ever made out? Oh, and he went, oh. I don't know. And I just kissed him. And then I said, do you want to grab a drink sometime? And he said, yeah. Wow. So that kind of blows your okay. So that's that. I also think it depends on <laughs> and where cut the... to engagement <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> exactly. I also think it depends on where the two people are in their lives. Okay. If someone just broke up with someone and they're going on a first date with someone, they don't necessarily need a kiss that first time out. If there's someone who is just COVID paranoid or you know, I just don't think it has to be the first date. If you don't kiss, then you're friends forever. Like, I think there's a little bit more nuance. You both said it depends on the people. So let's just stick with that. Like, it depends on the two people and 
the energy of the night, but I don't think it has to happen. Well, you, and good point, Lincoln, because I've also Go gone on. out okay. with somebody and made out with them on a date and it went nowhere. You know, I thought, <laughs> exactly. you know what I mean? It was like, did the whole dinner, did the after drink thing, made out at the end and nothing happened after it. So it didn't go anywhere. And I think, yeah, you got to kind of work with energy. If you're enjoying each other's company and you both go with your energy, I think is the advice too. If you, if you're vibing off that person, don't be afraid to maybe text them that you want to see them again or make that next date on the first date, you know, make a second date out of it and don't be afraid to do that. But yeah, I guess you don't have to have any clear cut. Do you still stand by your Cody's? I do. So, but I, but look, <laughs> wait for this. And you can. I got for you. you. I got you. <laughs> so yes, everybody is different. So you decide for yourself what you, when you think is the best time to actually go in for the kiss. And if you don't kiss on the first date, maybe you're not just friends. For this person over here sitting in my room <laughs> on this podcast, if we don't kiss on the first date, then we are friends. <laughs> Point blank, period. Well, I, the reason I say that more than anything is the first kiss should be like you're moved to do it. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, for sure. It's like when you go see a musical and someone that's the point of a musical. They're so moved. They can't talk about it anymore. They have to sing. And that's why all of a sudden <laughs> they're breaking into song in the middle of a in the middle of a moment. So it's kind of the first thing with kissing, especially on a romantic first date or you know, some people say the third date is when you kiss. It depends. Who said that? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I've never know. heard that before. No, I've never heard that. I, so do you? I, so when do you have sex? Second date? I think the third date is when you have sex. Oh, okay. Maybe I was getting it confused. <laughs> so by three dates, you've kissed and had sex. What? I have turned into an old man. It's, <laughs> that's all there is. Well, okay. it's, it's it's funny because going back to Scott Wilde, I really liked what he have to what he had to say about trying to get out of heteronormative situations and norms that we've placed. In other words, in general, in the, in the past, the the guy would lean in and kiss the girl mm -hmm. when he was ready and that whole thing. When you have two guys, is one of them has got to be the initiator on on that whole situation. And it doesn't always necessarily mean it's the the top that's gonna ultimately be the top either. What do you think about that? Kind of who who's the one, like for this guy? He sounds like he wants to be the one that is gonna be the initiator to me, but do you think it can get confusing on like which one of you is going to lead it? Because both of them are men. I right. know. I don't think that there should be any rules as far as who is the initiator of the first kiss. Just, I agree no matter what with role they will ultimately be. Hey, in there are no rules. Yeah. There are no rules. And rules right, are made with everything broken. going on in the world. We're not even, you know, some guy, some people you call them a man and they're offended because of we're non-binary now also. Come on. There are right. no rules. Get the rules off of, especially given COVID-19 right. and everything we've been through as a society and as a community and acceptance and non-acceptance and the HIV disaster, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Like throw the rules out the door. If you want to kiss someone, kiss them. If you kiss them too soon and they go, it's too soon, give me a week. Then maybe you give them a week and you're together forever. It depends on the two people. 
not to not to like not answer the question, but yeah. that really is the answer to the question. It it's it's like the guy before that said everything he's looking for. Well, if he walks into the right guy with the right smile at the right time in his life, he could throw all those things out the window and have a very happy relationship for the rest of his life. And I just don't want anyone to give up that possibility because of a rule or a list to limit themselves right. because of yeah, the there's thing. no reason for that. Absolutely. Like, I agree. Miranda, with that. Miranda is in love with the woman. All of a sudden, everything's changed. <laughs> I don't understand. Actually, Che is non-binary. <laughs> okay. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm jumping out the window. I'm so close, Steve, all of a sudden. I love the conversation. Oh, my gosh. So much fun. Oh, my gosh. Thank you guys so much. Always so much fun. Don't forget, we are live with our part one five-year anniversary next Monday night. Monday night, February 7th, live at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Go to tagspodcast.com to find the link to join us live for our part one of five-year anniversary. Thanks, guys. So much fun. You can follow my co-host, Lincoln, at his Protein Bakery, at Protein Bakery on Instagram, or follow him at Mad Lincoln on Instagram. Follow Cody Maurice Doggett. He's a life coach at KMD Coaching, and his personal one at Mr. Maurice. Thanks, guys. So much fun. Thank this has been you, a lot of fun. Steve. Always so much fun. Yeah. Always good to catch up. Absolutely. And in the meantime, continue having hot gay, gay sex. sex. Yeah. <laughs>